You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. Well, uh, that pretty much sums up the uh, Electric Festival. What did you guys think? Well, I, uh, in order to answer that, why don't we ask AK Mike? It's his first one. That's true. So let's get your impression of your first time down here, what you thought of the whole event. Would you come again? Okay, so I actually had been to the Arizona Electric Festival one time before. Okay, did you go to the festival or did you go to the, the actual field? Well, I know I paid money to be uh, on the pilot side, and I couldn't fly my plane because I had some problem with my battery or something didn't work or I couldn't charge it or some kind of crazy thing. Stupid, you know, beginner move. Okay. Well, that makes and, sense. And so coming back was like, okay, this is cool. Now I actually get to fly. Right. And I know how to fly, which I didn't know then very well either. So uh, I was scared <laughs> you, out of my mind to fly anyway, you, so it was fine. You brought a paper airplane. <laughs> no. No, in fact, uh, I think it's a plane I've, I've shown Jay before. Um, we put a new motor in it. It was a brushed motor um, Cessna. And, uh, oh, the one that uh, originally got us all when we were all talking about it. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Uh, I had a fantastic time. Uh, I, I really enjoyed flying with the guys, talking with everybody, right. you know, meeting people. Uh, John pulled us out of the, uh, you know, we were just chatting and he goes, come and fly this plane. It's like, oh, oh yeah, that was, we can't do that. Yeah. We don't. Oh yeah. That was, that was very unique. Yeah, it was really good. And we got to fly a, a cub and, um, it was a great plane and we enjoyed doing that or yeah. I, I did especially. I enjoyed the night fly. That was pretty fun. That was my first night fly too. That was my first night fly with more than just me and Jay or, you know, one, one airplane in the air. Right. First time I've had you know what six or seven airplanes and you're all going around and it was kind of cool some of them were really bright some of them were not so bright yeah <laughs> a couple of guys or one of the guys was flying a wing in there yeah so don't it had like three lights on it the helicopter the helicopter which stole was the show. amazing that that was cool well tell the folks about it the uh helicopter was um probably about a 700 size yep seemed to it be. was all lit up it had uh, LEDs on the blades, one on the top, one on the bottom. So the bottom blade was kind of a stock color, you know, just kind of balanced always out. Blue, always, always blue or always white or whatever. Always green. And, but the top had a 150 different icons you could use. I don't know if it was programmed on a switch or if it was programmed on a, on a loop. But, you know, he started out and it was, um, it gave like... Um, some words that said, you know, this is a program from something, and then it changed into the American flag, and then it went to the little starburst, starburst, and then it went into a um, radioactive symbol, Batman, Batman symbol. symbol, and then the bat would fly, and it was kind of whole. But you know, the guy was flying 3D, so you could see up the, you know, the bottom of it, the top of it, the tail rotor was uh, lit up, the body was, it was the body it was, was, it was cool. It, it was very amazing. You could definitely see it was a helicopter the whole time. You know, I mean, the, the airplanes were kind of as they U got closer. Is what yeah, well, like they say. did. They get they <laughs> they got closer. You could tell, like the night walrus that we were flying actually lit up. So the closer you flew to it, or to yourself, 
the better you could see it. The little Delta wing that the guy was mm-hmm. flying, it only had like four lights on it. So it was very difficult. You know, I could see it, I could hear it, but the LED lights would disappear. You know, it looked very UFO-ish. And then the other guy was flying a 90-inch, like a edge or something, or I don't know what he was flying, but that thing had like four LED dots. And he was flying the whole thing, like really serious 3D. It they, was were, they were really bright dots, but... Well, they was, were bright when you were standing there next to it, but when they got in the air, it just kind of... I don't... I mean, you know, it didn't light the airplane up. It was just two blue dots on the wings, a blue dot or a red dot on the nose. Yeah, there was two different planes. There was, there yeah. was the one guy who had the LED pl- uh, 3D plane that when we were standing at the edge of the runway actually like night blinded us. Oh, that's the X brace that they had on the X, wing. Yeah. Tips. He had the yeah. X brace and the, you know, those one watt LEDs right. on they it. They lit up the whole place. Lit up the whole place. And then he came down and hovered it in front of us and we're all, Oh, we couldn't see nothing. And then he flew out of our area. And we're right. all like looking around, like seeing spots. <laughs> I was seeing spots. You know, where's the walruses? Yeah, I only yeah, see yeah. white spots. That's I can't right. see colors. Oh, it's that the one purple sucked. Dot. I think yep. the coolest part about the night flying too was, we all would launch like prior to sundown, and so we were flying around. And what was really cool is like you'd be you'd be flying around, and all of a sudden it was like someone put a dimmer on the lights on on the sun. You know, it's like, but it didn't go all the way away. It just like dimmed down a little bit. It's like okay, that is just so freaky. And then and then about another three minutes later, it starts dimming some more. It's like wow, that is just a yeah. Trip. And then plus being out in the desert and the way the sun sets, you know, you towards the west, the sun, you know, you have the glow. And then it goes, you know, below the horizon. And like you said, the rest of the desert, as you fly halfway down the runway, that that half of the desert, like it's all dark. You know, it starts the radiant of darkness just drops off. Mm-hmm. And like you said, right. it's like a it's like right. a dimmer switch. And you're like, whoa! And it's still glow. And your model will like has that desert glow on it when you're flying away from your you know, away from the sun. It was beautiful. It really was pretty yeah. cool. I like I like that Tony uh, from Motion RC flew the F four right at dusk because it has pretty bright LEDs yep. on it as well. Oh yeah, it did. And he flew that thing into the sunset. And when he made that turn, it just it reminded me of standing at Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth watching those F fours take off. You know, because yeah. it just they go out over the water, turn to the west, and it's just like wow. I remember that as a kid. You know, as a younger guy, that it, it was so cool watching. So, but. You know, I I enjoyed all his airplanes, all the motion planes. Uh, the Northwest RC guys were out there with those huge, huge airplanes, just chunking them out. They were flying 3D, just inches off the ground at night. It just was amazing. I mean, this whole year, although I was wiped out, sat you know Saturday night, it was it was it was worth it. So so the other thing that I really liked about it was. Even though there were a lot of really cool planes there in terms of like the new ones that were coming out and the stuff that everybody drools over, I really liked there were two guys that I met, and I think there probably were some more, uh, so it's unfair to the people who I'm not going to mention here, but Barrett, who I think you guys have talked to before, and then a guy by the name of Brett that I met. Um, Barrett's stuff, he does the foam uh, foam planes, and, and that's why I really like these guys because they build foam planes. Right, they're scratch builders. Yeah. And I just like, but these are just like, like Dollar Tree foam board foam, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to just like scratch build with, with wood and everything else, right? right? So right when you right. say scratch build, that's what I think about, you know, wood and tissue or whatever else. I just, I just really enjoyed, you know, Barrett stuff is awesome. You look at his planes and and you're like, is this a is this a kid or what? And then you go closer to it and closer to it, and it's like, no, that's Dollar Tree foam board, right? Oh my God, look at that thing. 
It had so much detail. Which and, which planes did he have? Um, I, he had some new ones out there. He had he had the one or two of the ones that he had last time, but um, his big ones weren't out. He had the B twenty four Liberator. I think it was B twenty four. You mean last yeah, year? He had no, a, this year he had the B twenty four. Yeah, he did. And this year he had what he called the TBD right, the, Devastator. Y- yes, right. Devastator. Right. Yeah. Right. I was like TBD. What does that mean? And I said, to be determined. <laughs> and he said, no, it means uh, torpedoes, bomb, something else. Right. Dive bomber. Yes. And so I was like, oh, that's, and it, it was just. It's a, like the Dauntless, but. Right. You know, right. It was a cool plane. It. It, it was kind of cool. And then Brett had a couple planes. I, I didn't ask him names of the planes. And uh, and he was like, yeah, whatever. I can slap a motor on and put wings on. You know, I just have all kinds of crazy contraptions. And, and it was just cool to see people out there with their foam board planes. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Along. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Well, it's like you said, it's really nice that this particular show, you know, people can bring that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, their own creations. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We had, uh, what was it, Jason and Steve who did right, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, Imperial Star uh, Destroyer. Destroyer. You know, it wasn't huge, but it was just really neat in the technique that they used to cover it and stuff. You know, just bringing some crazy, wacky stuff out, things like that out there is just really neat to see. Yeah, if you're interested in the Star Destroyer, uh, go to our website on the episodes page on part one, and it's it's our picture. Oh, okay. I put it on there. So Very neat. neat. And then the last thing I really liked about it was the gaggles. The gaggles were cool. I, yeah, I really liked that. that. Shannon before, did a good job with that. I just that. want to say that again, you know, was wrapping up here, that the, the UMX gaggles was a blast, oh especially gosh, in so wind. Fun. Yeah, when when the cool. wind was running, and the, the, he had planes that were flying backwards. And I'd say I'd say sixty sixty seven percent of them were all like hovering and just barely moving an inch or two. And, and just, Tony was true. a commander, and I thought it was pretty cool. And he's like, "Okay, everybody, get into the wind." And so like uh, there was you know probably ten. There were seventeen planes in the air, but there were probably like ten of them that were all together. And he goes, "Okay, everybody, turn." And then it, you oh, see they were all, all these, circle they around. All, yeah, they all spin around. Of course, the wind's just whipping them along. It's pretty right. good, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, that watching, is kind of neat. Watching them put that together is good stuff. I like the the pizza party was pretty good too. We um, you know, we got to uh, sit down and talk to uh, Robert Beatty and James McNutt from uh, oh, Real yeah. Bob's. Oh yeah, that's right. They, we had a great conversation with them, and uh, those guys were funny. They were funny. They had some good stories. They did. So uh, shout out to those two guys. You know, we appreciate it if. Uh, if you're looking for parts or, or RC model stuff, you know, go to GorillaBobs.com, I believe, and uh, they're here in Arizona. Always love to support our local, you know, vendors. Oh, absolutely. And plus they're a hoot, like I said. Oh, yeah, they're, they they're were good, funny. And they're good guys. They are so. good guys. So And new subscribers because they subscribed to our podcast while they were sitting they at the did. table. They did. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Can't guarantee they listened to us, but yeah. they at least subscribe us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was kind of funny because they, they, when they saw us, they says, hey, Jay, how's it going? Hey, come on, sit down. And I'm like. How do you know me? How do you know? Yeah. But he said the name of my shirt. But he said it. I know. I forgot that I have my name on my shirt. That was part of it. But he said it in such a manner that, like, we'd met before he knew me really well. Right. And I was just, and I was feeling embarrassed. And I was like, oh, man. All right. I'll just go with this. Hey, man. How's it going? I sat down and we just just started talking. I remember you're my best friend. Right. That was funny. But, I mean, it just, you could tell what, you know, what type of people they are when people can make you feel like that. So it was great. Absolutely. Um, we also had a Kyle Bowman came by and we got to meet him and his mom. Mm-hmm. He's been oh, coming yeah, for Kyle. a long time. Yeah. Nice young man. Shout out to Kyle. He, a uh, 14 year old kid that's doing some video work. I think he's going to swap a YouTube channel with us to, he did yeah. some work. I think I did a, 
little uh, audio thing for her audio you did, segment. You did him. do a little interview for him or intro for him, yeah, so that's that's pretty nice. Good. So, uh, Kyle, thanks for coming, and we appreciate you uh, being a patron and a listener of our podcast as well. It's always neat to have listeners. <laughs> that's nice to have more than one or two. <laughs> it's worth oh, it. Oh, yeah. I thought we just did this for ourselves. We do. <laughs> it's, well, it keeps you the mean wives people off listen our, to this? It keeps <laughs> the wives off our back. Aren't you well, supposed to be mowing the lawn? Anyway. We're, no, yeah. we're doing a podcast. We can't mow right. the lawn now. we got to get it out by Tuesday. I know. My wife always <laughs> leans in. Are you on the podcast? It's like, yeah. It's not even on the phone anymore. It's yeah, just right. the podcast. podcast. Are you on the podcast yeah, again? I'm doing the podcast. So it's pretty good. But while well, it's uh, been... An incredible day. Unfortunately, Sunday did not turn out as well. It was a little windy that night. It was huge. It, it, it yeah, was, it was calm because we stayed out after after the night fly, and then we were out there just BSing and having fun and talking. And then as the night went on, we decided to repair some planes, so we pulled out some of your planes because you had a mishap. Not a mishap. Uh, well, we talked had, about that. The, you um, had an f- engine failure, so we went and we took care of that. Right. The uh, Pitts Python actually threw a magnet, and it mm-hmm. uh, or a magnet ring or something or another but it yeah retainer yeah the retainer ring and so uh i had actually purchased from um from the guys over or, uh from tim Hansign over at northwest northwest, northwest rc uh they had some torque motors so i i purchased the torque, mo- uh, torque motor there and then that night you know saturday night after everything was done we were all kind of standing around just unwinding and talking to you know the last two guys that were standing there mm-hmm. i think the security guard came in and everybody else went home and we kind of got industrious and started pulling stuff out, and I, I swapped the motor out on my Pitts S12, so we were going to fly it the next morning. That's right. And then we even took your erratics apart and started Yeah, the erratics well. uh, had a, an issue when I uh, flew it on Saturday evening. It had a really bad vibration buzz. We couldn't figure out what that was, or we yeah. didn't know what it was, so I just brought it back in. It ejected the canopy. It was so uh, violent that the canopy ejected. Unfortunately, it cracked the canopy, which... Really irritating because that airplane's ten over ten right. years old. And so, and so, what happened to you prior to that? Didn't you have some admirers come over? Oh, and- John, yeah, John came by. He's a, um, a Sun Valley Flyers guy as well, right? And uh, anyway, he came by and he was like, "Oh my gosh, whose erratics is this?" And uh, I, you know, Jay points him because it's that guy's. And so he he was t- talking to me about it, and I told him it was a funny story because uh, earlier in that day, I had a couple of guys come by and offer to buy it. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I don't want to really sell it. You know, it's kind of a an icon out there. And evidently, I didn't know this till we talked to a couple other people that, you know, they're highly coveted. You know, they were a good airplane. They stopped making them. And now people that have them in as pristine condition as mine, they're was. interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get there. But, yeah, it's just pristine condition. So John came by, and he was talking to me about it. He's like, oh, my gosh, I, I've, you know, I haven't seen one of these in so long. And, you know, yours is in such great condition. It's still, you know, the orange is a kind of a bright orange. Mine doesn't sit out in the sun. So it, you know, it's been in, you know, storage. It's inside. inside, Yeah. I can't believe John jinxed you like that. I don't think he was jinxing me, but he talked to me about it. (laughs) Anyway, about 2 a.m., the weather kicked up and the wind came up and uh, we were there uh, on the field on site. We actually rented, uh, we had an RV this you know, year and stayed, you know, on for site, all three right. days on site. And so I was, uh, you know, dead asleep and I felt the trailer rock and I heard the the whistle of the wind go through and I, I jumped out of bed and I just bolted right out the door because I knew all my airplanes were still sitting on the ramp. And as I was making a dead run from where the, where our RV was parked to the flight line, 
uh, all I could literally see out there was uh, my yak was sitting all by itself and the guy was, you know, running after planes. They were all starting to move around and, and, you know, he kind of threw his shoulder. It was the, the security guy. And I wish I would have got his name. We could, sh- you know, give him a shout out to that guy right. too. But he, uh, he was doing was an excellent Brandon. job. Was it Brandon? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he, uh, he was doing an excellent job cause he was trying to corral all these planes. And now let me tell you, there were probably 10 of ours, what, four, eight, you know, two, four, six. Mm-hmm. So there was probably eight of ours out there and, uh, there was a whole bunch of jets and some other stuff that people were just left out there, you know, cause they had a security right. guard and they were going to come back early in the morning to fly. But about two thirty, the wind was just howling. Uh, it had kicked up and it had picked up my erratics, which is the lightest airplane I had on the ramp was the erratics, picked it up, rolled it 180 degrees upside down and stabbed the prop off of the cub right through the top of the wing. It was devastating. Ouch. <laughs> wow. So now my, um, you know, my pristine erratics is now that, got a now hole some in character. Top. It does have some character. And so now I got to decide what to do if I want to recover it because that doesn't, you know, bother me anymore. I can recover it. It just was hard because it covering it, you know. Well, and we just fixed air. it. And, and we just fixed it. We were going to fly it the next day because we found yeah. out that the vibration. Uh, we had two motor mount <laughs> screws that actually came undone, and there was a lot. On, everything was uh, co- coming undone. Yeah, on well, motor. but I think that was part of yeah, the yeah, vibration. Yeah. Once, once you know, one was, thing goes, once they one were thing, all, it was everything, just everything started rattling loose. And so you were only a flight or two away from total devastation. Oh yeah, well that's true. But we learned that the last time with the Sea Fury that if you hear something immediately, as soon as I took off, I was back on the ground seconds after I took off. I mean, it was the shortest come around, you know, low to the ground, just approach. If anything would have happened along the way, it would have just, you know, touched down, I think, because I didn't go very high. (laughs) I, I, uh, and I stayed close. So, but, you know, live and learn. I, I was really shocked that we got through most of the weekend without anything major happening. So I'm okay with the fact that we didn't have any losses this year. So we didn't cause any of the damage. No, we didn't cause any of the damage. That's what's but important. You know, <laughs> that, you know, yeah, that is I was going to say, I think, I think I know why. Because why we had a juju magnet that was sitting right next to us, unfortunately. We did. Unfortunately, Mike. Uh, yeah, big Mike. Yeah, Big Mike from California. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> he was the... Uh, he, an, took, he took it he on took the, the for everybody. Yes, for he, everybody. Took a, he took every bullet for the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody there. Thank you, Mike. Yes, we appreciate it. <laughs> big Mike. Unfortunately, I, I didn't get his last we name. Did, uh, yeah, I didn't get his last Anyway, name. we got his email, so we'll email him. But uh, yeah, Big Mike took it. Almost every airplane he had had a major mishap. Had, had a mess. Yeah, either... Prior to taking off, he was having problems getting stuff to work. Right. Then he got it to work, and he's like, okay, I'm going to fly this plane the whole weekend, so I'm not worried about it. And then something happened and crashed into a bush. I think we talked about it earlier, devastating accident there. And then another, really, uh, his Cirrus, I think, we, he was taking the that Cirrus lost a nose wheel. Nose wheel mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. His T-28 made it. Did it? Yeah, I don't think I, I helped him take the or put the landing gear back. Okay, that one was fine. He apart. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I will say uh, he almost won the slow fly gaggle. Yes, he almost did. You know, and that was hilarious. He was because, third third place. Yeah. Third place, but yeah. it was just so funny when he went up to the line. And he's like, hey, Jay, uh, how do I do this? And I'm like, oh, well, you just stay away from everybody. You know, you'll be all right. And he's right. like, he's like, no, I mean, when you, you know, after you, you launch it, like, how do, you know, what do I do for the slow stick? And, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, and I looked at him like, oh, well. I don't know. This is like the first, you know, first time I ever tossed hand launched the airplane or something like that. I was making a joke to him and he's laughing, but 
he did really well. You yeah, know, I, I gave yeah. him after we got it off the ground. He he didn't crash on takeoff. I it was I gave him a good throw and he took off. And after you kind of you know talking him through it and he figured it out and he was doing pretty good yeah. after a while. And his slow stick was unique because it was a straight wing. Yeah, it was a little actually, modified. It was, it was, it was actually modified. it was almost com- cambered under. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, was and but the only problem was when he'd pick up speed. It was almost yeah. like he'd pick up speed too much speed, and then he couldn't steer. Yeah. That's what it appeared right. to me like he needed ailerons uh-huh. instead of a you know his right. little, like his right. rudder couldn't take it. And then he had well, s- yeah, the dihedral helps it right, and, he, that and it, then he'd like move the elevator. He'd, lo- he'd slow down, then he could turn again. You know, right, it was, was kind of <laughs> crazy. Funny, but he got he was doing really well, and he he was one of the last people going. So everybody, his battery started dying. He's like, my battery's dying. I'm like, yeah, you know, keep it up, keep it up, gain altitude yeah. if you can. And then the guys were still flying, you know, just got down to three and they were still fighting and flying. And then finally they said, okay, whoever can get, land on that X wins. Because it was just going for way too long. Everybody else died. Their batteries died. And those three guys were up there. They couldn't get, you know, now they were in the too few people. They couldn't hit each other. Sure. They tried. And then uh, it was who could get closest to the X without crashing their plane. So everybody's like, hey, man, just crash up. Just go straight up and go wham right into the ground. The <laughs> right X. on top of the X. It was funny. It was like the whole crowd's like, hit the X, you know, kill, yeah, you know crash the time. plane. Yeah. So that was great. That was great fun. It was uh, pretty fun. And, uh, you know, for him, he uh, maidened his night walrus, too. We, we helped oh, him that's with right. that. We did. Yeah. He had never flown at night before either, I, I don't think. I enjoyed watching you trim that out. At night. At, at night. night, that was yeah, unique. That was unique. Too. That was funny. So, was, so he like, came wow. to me uh, earlier when he was setting it up, and I told him, I said, "Well, when you set this aircraft up, make sure that you put it, put a little elevator down elevator when you lower the flaps." And I said, "Because it'll help the airplane stay straight." And and so he uh, he came to me after, and he goes, "Oh man, this thing pitches up really hard." He said, "Here, go trim my airplane." He hands me the radio. So Jay and I walked out there. It's still pitch black. It's pitch black. So I mean, you know, almost everybody's done with the night fly, and Jay and I are out there trying to, you know, every time I lower the flaps, this thing just pitches, ver- you know, vertical, and he's trying to roll the or scroll over on the DX18 the wheel and. We can't see because, you know, every time the light goes out on the DX-18, we have no idea which way we're going. And Anyway, it was pretty funny, but uh, he was only using like a 1,000 or I think it was a 1,000 milliamp battery. Yeah, it was really light. So it was super light. He comes to us after about, we were out there for, what, 10 or 15 minutes. And he comes out, he goes, you know, that battery's only like an 11 or 1,000 milliamp, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you've been out here for like 10 minutes or 20, you know, 15 minutes. And I go, yeah. And he goes, that battery's probably dead. <laughs> I go, oh no, it's. Uh, I've, I've been, been gliding around. I mean, you know, I used it to climb up, but I've spent ten minutes, you know, just gliding around trying to. So it was pretty funny that I think uh, he told me he was going to tell me what the actual pack showed when we got done. Oh, okay, but you never uh, saw. But it. I never got to yeah. it. I walked away when he walked over, and you said, "Okay, well, let's fly." After we got it trimmed out, let's fly. And he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm not sure what happened after that." Uh, well, that's when I told him about the pack. You know, he asked me, he said the pack was dead. He's like, well, this pack, you've been up for 20 minutes. And I go, yeah, but I haven't had the throttle on. He goes, man, you got some great throttle management. And I go, well, it's a glider. I mean, you just use it to get upstairs and then you kind of glide around. He goes, oh, well, I don't, it's a small battery. I don't want to fly. You know, I'll, oh, so, I'll, try, I'll do it in the daytime, he said. Oh, so he didn't fly. I thought, <laughs> no. I thought he was flying with you. No, no, I was trying to talk him into flying, but he he wouldn't do it because he didn't oh. know how much, he didn't know how much was left in the battery and. You know, he looked at his timer and was kind of like, wow, you guys have been up a long time. So he just assumed that I had been running the battery the whole time. And I, I don't blame him. I would have really felt bad if I would have tossed it and he would have hammered a throttle and died and just <laughs> you know, <laughs> in. 
I mean, especially after all his wah, big airplanes wah, wah, went in, wah, wah. I didn't want to be responsible yeah. for that. So that, that would have just added to his whole weekend. It would, <laughs> it would have been the icing on the cake. Oh my god! I, I do have to say though, God bless him because he had the best attitude. He did. I mean, I, I've seen some guys when they wreck. His Tucano was like a quarter scale or better. Oh, it was beautiful. And it was a gorgeous airplane. And when that thing snapped in half, and I mean, it is obviously not repairable. He was just like, yeah, that's the brakes, man. And then, you know, he kept moving on and he would laugh and, and cut up with us. And he never was in a bad mood. He was even, never even after the mood. crash, it was just like, yeah, it happens. And yeah. oh, well, he moved you know? on. I, it was very impressive yep. to see. And I, I love to see guys like that in the hobby that are, mm-hmm. you know, basically just happy, just happy to be in the hobby and not, you know, not so hard that they, you know, that they're just holding their airplane going, don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't do whatever. I mean, I, I'm like that. I don't want people stomping all over the airplane, but you know, I don't mind if they come up and admire it or, right, right. you know, stroke it, touch it, whatever. Well, okay. You know. okay. Well, yeah. we, we get the idea. <laughs> kid friendly, kid friendly, <laughs> kid friendly. Exactly, man. You know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> and, and a special shout out to Matt Ventura because yes. Matt unfortunately had the worst of the entire festival. It it was the most devastating crash I think of the entire festival. It was terrible. But he was very lucky. He was lucky, and so was everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Especially our vendors, our hot dog vendors, because they yes. were the closest to the wreckage. Well, you know who else? And Mike, he was our, our, our the, the guy we're the just guy talking, talking about, about with bad, having the bad luck. Yeah. He, he almost got hit with the wreckage, some of the wreckage. So, yeah, he yeah. walked right under the awning as this airplane went in. But Matt had a uh, sixty. What it's the. Oh, who makes uh, that? The, uh, the Flex Innovations guy. Yeah, it's a 3D Aura? Flex. Well, it's got an Aura in it, but it's the V. Um, I can't think yeah, of it. Well, but it anyway, it's their 60 size it's 60 size aircraft. It was big. You know, it's, we're all tired. So, uh, But he, he had it. It's a beautiful airplane. Um, originally, he got it. He bought a new Aura 8 from Flex Innovations and mounted it. Unfortunately, he mounted it sideways. So the pins in the software showed that they should have been facing the tail. And in reality, they were facing the wing. One of the wings. Yeah. Yeah. So when he went to go take off, uh, you know, he, he tested everything while we we're on the ground. They did a run up, they did a test, everything looked good, but understanding, you're not, mov- you're right, you're not moving. Ground, right? So understanding okay, the so, aura eight works like a stabilizer. So, cause I know nothing about how the R works. I mean, I understand what it does as a stabilizer. Right. Um, there's gotta be something a guy could do to check it before you take off. I mean, what do you tilt it left and right maybe? Yes. Uh, You you could do that. You could do that. Yeah. And it would, it would show your, your, um, well, here's the thing. The, the aura has, that would be easy to do to, to put it in wrong. I, I I mean, I could see me doing that easy enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, but when you mount it and you go into the software, right on the software in color, it shows where the the orientation. It is the very first page. I, I understand, but again, if you're new to it and you don't understand right, it right. all, I mean, I, I don't know what Matt's yeah. situation is, and I'm not saying he didn't know, but I'm saying a guy like me who has never right had- Gen- generally for for most uh, gyro, you know, when I have a gyro plane, just like when you check or you know, you may check the weight and balance of your plane. You know, after you put the battery in, you put it down. You might not always do that because you fly enough, you know where the battery goes. But you always check right, left, left, right, you know, up, down, yeah, right. that kind of stuff. Right. Well, usually with most gyroplanes that, you know, when I have one, 
if I can pick it, if it's small enough that I can pick up, I'll pick it up and, you know, I'll rotate the left and right. I'll, I'll go right and left, up and down. I'll see what the rudder's doing or what, what the ailerons are doing because they should be counter to what I'm, you know, what what, right. what motion I'm putting them in. Right. Right. Just, just as a quick check and then I put okay. it down. Then I know my gyro's working. I just wondered if it was something that was impossible to do. No, or no. Was... No, but, you know, honestly, way. I think the for the way the aura works, it's linear. You know, it's got a very nice, I mean, I have one, so, and I fly it in a 3D plane as well. And it's great. I mean, it's a, a fabulous product, but it is linear. I mean, you, you can do a, a a large, heavy gyro, or you can do a super, super light gyro where if you're doing 3D, you don't want the heavy one that automatically rubbles. Right, so it may barely even yeah, move barely the controls. Even move but you controls. should still be able to see it. Uh, you could. Yes. You technically, you could. But what I'm saying is that if you rock it and it moves just slightly, you know, there's a chance you would go, oh, it's moving I mean, in, in my instance, that's what I do. I move it around and go, I, oh, it's I'd moving. like to try that. Yeah, I've, I've got one, so you can yeah, we'll, we'll give it a try. All right. We'll do it in your talent, your your nano talent. Well, that one I, I know. That's how I had to figure that one out. But I guess I don't know if the aura is different or what. You know, no, I, don't know. The, I mean, so, they, and, I think and, they're and pretty the close to being the same. It was a pain because you had to actually turn the throttle on before it mm-hmm. did anything. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's true for these other planes. So no, no, I don't think so. Whether it's different. It's different. Yeah. I can actually do mine with a switch. Yeah, so so anyway, I just thought maybe there's a way to check and yeah, well, yeah that is your pre flight checklist if you're gonna if you're gonna do stabilizer. Even if you've it's been in the plane before, you know, it'd be well, to check. I don't it. know. We'll we'll have to get back with Matt and see if this is gonna change the way since he it sounds like he has a bunch of ORs. Well he does. Yes. Most of his airplanes if, have ORs in them. If he may change and the, the thing way. is is that you know, once again, like I said, when you set up the software, the very first question says orientation. So you have to, you know, and and it's done with the computer. So you basically, you know, put it in. And I think in that particular instance, he uh, had it and looked at it and said, oh, yep, I'll mount it. And he mounted it where the way the wires come in and didn't change it in the software. Because it's it's one of those really cool things where it doesn't matter how you mount it in your airplane. You can change it. You can mount it wherever, upside down, sideways, you know, forward, backward. You just have to change the software. So it match, knows, so right? it knows, and that's where the disconnect was. So, you know, he and I talked about it when he came back. We we looked at the airplane. We talked about the we we went through the software for the you know uh, for the Aura Eight, and I told him I said, look, the Flex Innovation guys are sitting right down there. Just take this computer down there and ask them what the problem is. Five minutes, he was gone. Comes walking back there, looks at me, goes, "It was mounted crooked." <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" So they just ran the test on it and figured it out. You know, they were like, oh, well, what happened to it? He told them, and they go, oh, well, right here, you mounted it. You didn't change the setting uh, for your airplane, you know, to match what the way you mounted it. So, anyway, shout out to Matt. We apologize. I know he's a listener as well. And, man, it was a beautiful airplane, but I'm glad no one got right. injured. And, and lessons are learned. Nobody and got hurt. Nobody got hurt. And uh, it's an expensive lesson. It but, was. You know, uh, hopefully others can learn from this and yeah, and just add that safety routine, you know, sure. to double-check their work and do some safety check run-ups that's all absolutely well it's sad to leave the weather huh mike you got to go back up to alaska i guess uh, tomorrow you had to rub it in yeah we're gonna <laughs> i think he's gonna become angry mike after that or yeah, grumpy, yeah, mike. Yeah, grumpy mike yeah exactly i think i already am can we, can we decide that <laughs> yeah before? okay well you're always welcome to move down here or texas either one 
It's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that funny, but oh well. well, Jay, and uh, you're about headed back to Texas as well. So, yep, yep. Actually, uh, while I've been here, my wife told me that they had to put the heat back on. It got they uh, got yeah. down to 29 or 25. While why I've been here in yeah. shorts, send her a picture of you in shorts. Yep, awesome. Said, baby, this is what you're missing. Yeah, no a picture, picture of my knees. No <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Haven't seen these in a while. That's right. Well, we. Uh, had a wonderful time. I I think that uh, next year will even uh, be better. Uh, I think they so. had a lot of people. Just so that everybody knows, I don't know if uh, I mean you know. Hopefully the podcast will go out. I know that uh, the uh, Arizona guys put it on their website, and so you know people that uh, came in. We handed out a lot of business cards for us to listen to the Park Flyer podcast. Right. For those of you that don't know, there were ninety three pilots yeah, about, uh, registered about yeah uh, who were actually flying right. And then uh, Shanna told me that they actually parked over 400 cars during the, the Saturday, Friday, Saturday event. Right. So they, they count the cars coming in, and, and they they do have a little bit of a fee there, but the fee goes to the county right. uh, to help with the land because they rent the land from the county. And then uh, so we figured, what, one to two people, if we just said two people. Two, two people per Two car. to three, you know, if, the, if a couple came or whatever, estimate. conservative estimate. So you're talking well over 1,000 people that came through that weekend. Uh, and that was just in the two days because Sunday when we were there. Yeah, unfortunately, it was, it was the, so that windy. wind was still windy. Yeah, and a lot of people had gone, and, and it was so windy that it was a beautiful day, but it, it just, was. the wind had kicked and, up. But, and so. I saw a bunch of cars drive in, and they drove around, and they saw that right, pretty much nothing right. was happening, so they drove right back out again. So Which kind of was you know unfortunate that everybody kind of took off, but uh, they the, they knew the weather was going to get bad. It wasn't supposed to get windy until like noon, but it actually arrived early. So. Yeah. Uh, and, but we were able to save most of the airplanes, and uh, we got them all in. I I put a bunch of uh, airplanes in my trailer. So yeah, that was good. Pat, Pat had a bunch of them out there. Uh, Pat Gagnon, who's one of their, you know, staff members. He had some, and uh, luckily all those were saved. So, um, you good know, we, 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 um, you know, we had a good time. Uh, congratulations to Shannon and his staff. They did a wonderful job again this year. Um, we had a wonderful time talking to Tony. He was uh, awesome. He actually hung out with us after the night fly. Sure did. Uh, after his interview, and uh, spent probably another hour with us just chatting about the podcast and, you know, how they could help. And shout out to Motion RC. I have to say that every year those guys get more and more involved. And uh, Tony, you know, we love to have you down He's there. He's got a great passion. Great love passion. It. And he had a really great story about his daughter. Uh, congratulations to her. She's uh, moving on to bigger and better things, college. And and uh, I think she's going to make her dad proud. So. Absolutely. Who else? Tim. Uh, well, congratulations to Tim. He sold out. All, I think he sold out of all his product. He brought a whole trailer down. I think he sold good out of him. everything. So uh, we had a good crowd. Everybody was, you know, looking. The Grill Bob and those guys were there and House of Balsa. And congratulations to all the, you know, the uh, vendors. They did a really good job. The food was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camaraderie was great. I, I can't really say anything bad. Oh, and, and don't forget, too, um, you know, they got a lot more people there than I thought, you know, pilots. And yes. I know when we got down to the raffle, they, they thought they might have to, unfortunately, oh, that's make right. it like a real raffle. That is true. And they, they out of last minute, I know uh, Shannon was able to do some running around, and they got prizes for all, you know, 90, 95 people. And, and they were good prizes. So um, while we're on that, uh, what did you win? Oh, that's right. Um, I got a, uh, I got a, uh, what do you call this thing? A power supply. Good. 
And not just uh, any loud power supply that sounds like a AP whisper to, quiet, a whisper quiet, <laughs> a whisper, whisper quiet one. And I love it. Now, um, you guys have to understand that I, I have a, a f, um, it's a 24 volt power supply and it, it is quiet. And I've had it for a while. Jay actually bought one uh, before me and mm-hmm. his sounds like a freight train. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you can't even be in the same room with yeah, it because it's so loud. Yeah. And when he came down to my place, he he was like, "Is your power supply running?" Oh, it, it looks it looks like exactly like yours, yeah. about the same size. Everything Matter of fact, else. we even wrapped it in carbon fiber, so yeah. it looks like it's wrapped. But he was like, "Dude, I can't believe your power supply is running. I can't even hear it. I I don't even hear anything." That might like, be yeah. that might have been from that hearing loss that I got from my first one. <laughs> but the- yeah, probably so. He won a 48, 24, 24 volt power supply, uh, at the Arizona electric festival in the raffle. So I did, uh, the raffle works by, um, you know, you get a ticket when you, uh, register and get your, and it's got a number your, and then they do a drawing. Package. They have one of those little bingo things and they draw it out. And, uh, he called the number and, and Jay came back with this big box of uh, power supply. So, uh, the funny part about it was that Mike, uh, Mike's number got called and he ran up there and came back with. Baby brother. A baby brother. He, he brought back the 12-volt power supply. So, uh, And it's funny because we had gotten uh, one of those for your Christmas, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, it's Jay and loud, I, too. Yeah, Jay and I had sent him one for what? Christmas, and it was yeah. really loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got it from the same guy. It was such a good deal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so now he's in the quiet world, too, so he was yeah. pretty excited about that. So yeah. and uh, Oh, and, and believe it or not, they were made by who? One of them. One of the great great guys that we interviewed, yeah, Rick. Rick, yeah. Rick made them. Rick yes, Dissler, and he uh, he made a couple of the power supplies. They're awesome. They got a little uh, digital display on them. But my only mine does the twenty four. The twenty four volt one does. Yeah, he said he ran out of the digital, of the little displays. digital displays, but yeah. uh, but you know if you need one, Rick did a good job. I'm sure uh, we'll, we can put his uh, information up there. And I think we've got a podcast coming up with him anyway. But mm-hmm. it was a great time, and uh, I, I actually wind up with an airplane. You did I finally after our, like after that. all this time. Yeah. Did, is that your first airplane, or did, didn't you? No, win I won an airplane before. I think I won the. Uh, I think two years ago. Oh, the multiplex one. Yes, it was a multiplex Parkmaster. Nice. I won that, and uh, it's funny because Jay bought a Blizzard at that at that time. They had one for sale, and he wound up buying it. And then I won the Parkmaster, so we both were left with airplanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't remember what else. You you got something else, and then last year I think we got uh, batteries. Batteries batteries and some battery testers and some other stuff that came with it. And then this year I wound up with a uh, small uh, UMX uh, T-28 Trojan. Which is an awesome plane. It, it was is a great airplane. It, yeah, it's, it's really good. I was going to fly it on Sunday, but... <laughs> fly it downwind? <laughs> One turn and there you go. There goes my prize. I know, right? <laughs> it would just been like gone, so... Uh, so unfortunately, it's still in the box, but I may uh, I may fly it before you guys leave. So we'll uh, we'll charge up the battery and go out in the front yard so. and fly we it around. Might have to do that. <laughs> do you? Uh, I thought you had one, Mike. I do. That's right. You do. Oh, you do have the twenty eight Trojan as well. Yeah, that's I right. I thought. Oh. I thought. That's I thought. why I know it's a good plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, right. that makes more sense now. So I, I didn't know before, but now I guess if you already had one, then it makes sense to me. So I can maintain it for you. Well, there you go. Made it right I know, I know how ground. nervous I know how nervous she'll be to fly it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a good friend. <laughs> yeah, do I look nervous when I made airplanes? That one you will be. It's well, I mean it's a monster. It's a terror. It's all really? about twelve inches long. I know, or right? I'm used Ooh. to. Uh, but I have the little Pitts S twelve. You and Max Pitts S twelve. That thing is more like your. I mean, 3D no, planes. it's a Pitts S one. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's small though. It's fun though. I don't know, Mike. We'll see. And, we'll see. And the funny thing, of course, you didn't bring it. <laughs> 
to do the gaggles. I, you know what? I didn't know they were having it. And it's it's it's. Uh, Can you not know? Didn't you? Weren't you there for the staff meeting? No. <sighs> Sorry, I missed Man. that. Prima donnas. <laughs> I was running around trying to set up our booth, or you know, set up the podcast. I, I don't know you what didn't I was have doing. Barely there. anything to do before the show. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Wow. These guys are making fun of me actually because my day was so slammed. I didn't even. <laughs> I, I didn't know where I started, where I ended. Yeah, I'm sure I, you were coming back. I know, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. He left and he's not coming back. Oh, no. <laughs> you were waiting on me. You just went out to get cigarettes. You know, no, you know, I'm not you know, uh, Mike. Uh, you experienced what Mike experienced only before the show. Mike. Oh yes, my right? uh, big, big Mike. Mike yeah. yeah, big Mike. Because everything was happening to you. I mean, that was. Yeah, it was one of those things that uh, Thursday was one of the day we were getting ready. I had a trailer, the RV, I had to get out there, I had one truck. Everything that could have gone wrong did. Yeah, you, I mean, I mean you can ask terrible. Jay. When I when I um, saw that these things were happening, I was like, whew, good thing they're happening to him and not me. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes little things like that to make you appreciate life. Yeah, I know, exactly. right? Yeah. <laughs> How yeah, terrible that. is that? I thought my life was sucking, but wow. wow. <laughs> right. I got it good. I felt good instantly. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's good news. Good news. Glad to hear that. Well, I uh, am sad to see this uh, this day go. It's, it's bittersweet. Bittersweet, yeah. Have well, you guys down here. and, and Like then, dark uh, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, like Tony said, I can't believe a year went by already. Yeah, so I, did. I think. Yeah. Before we start doing next year's podcast, we're going to be thinking the same thing. A year went by already. Yeah, that's and true. Here we are at 2019. I know it. It's so. it's incredible. So, well, guys, thanks for uh, hanging out with me for the uh, Arizona Electric Festival. I had a really great time. I hope to see you next year. I will suffer through it again if you ask me. Will you? Okay. I will. I think next year will be even bigger and better. What do you think? That's the that's the American way, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll have pa- a few more airplanes to go out uh, there. And too. I'm a patriot, so you know it's got to happen. Absolutely. Way. So, well, we appreciate you listening to us, and uh, from here in Arizona, we'll uh, say good night. But uh, I'm Michael, and I'm Jay from the hills of Texas, and I'm Mike from the AK. Well, Let's you, fly. <laughs> you guys enjoy it, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. See ya. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to heartflyerpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>